The reflection in the window did not mirror the threadbare condition of his conservative gray suit. It looked smart, and his worn shoes were well-shined. Six full feet of lean junior executive. Yes, sir. Or could you call thirty years old junior? Well, there was nothing wrong with that touch of premature gray at his temples. Executive vice president type, he decided, pleased with the fancy. And all because of a new briefcase. He gripped it more firmly. Had he but known. On his way back to the office, Morgan began having guilt feelings about his purchase. He really had only occasional need to take papers home. Bargain or not, the briefcase was a luxury, and he had bought it at the possible cost of having the electricity turned off. The thought of Anita's alligator purse lightened the guilt only a little. Morgan was a draftsman for the engineering firm of Christian and Howard on Figueroa Street. As he drove into his assigned slot on the building's parking lot, a Buick convertible pulled alongside. The blonde Hercules behind the wheel was an engineer for Christian and Howard, and the slim, golden-haired girl beside him was the receptionist. The driver bellowed, I've got a beef with you, Jim. Morgan climbed from his car as the other two got out of the convertible. What did I do now? First, you marry my girl right out from under my nose the big blonde man said. Now, when I try to make time with another doll, all she wants to talk about is you. You might as well have come to lunch with us. What's your secret power over the femmes, Jim? The girl with the golden hair reddened. What a silly thing to say, Clive. I don't think it's funny at all. Morgan didn't think it was either. Clive Halpert's humor tended to have considerable weight and meaty hands. Halpert had attended UCLA with Anita, and they had dated a few times when Halpert was a senior and Anita a junior. Halpert thought it hilarious to joke about their old college relationship. He also treated Anita with a familiarity which was not calculated to roll Morgan in the aisles. Morgan was not a jealous man. He liked Halpert well enough in other respects, and he put up with the man's heavy-handedness philosophically. However, if Halpert now planned a new routine about a supposed romance building between Morgan and Stephanie McQuaid, Morgan decided that he was not amused. The truth was, it was sort of dangerous territory. During the six months Stephanie McQuaid had worked for Christian and Howard, Morgan had found himself thinking of her more and more. He had had to bring himself up short when he began to realize that his interest was accompanied by night sweats and erotic dreams. The realization deeply upset him, and now he found himself as angry at Halpert as he had just been at Anita. Don't ever make a crack like that again, Clive. The blonde giant stared at Morgan in astonishment. That was a joke, son. What are you so touchy about? Just lay off, that's all, Morgan said, and headed for the building entrance. The pair caught up with him, the McQuaid girl looking embarrassed. I didn't mean anything, Jim, Halpert said. You don't think I really believe Stephanie has a thing for you, do you? How could she, with me around? Ha! <laughs> Why don't you just forget it, Morgan said. Yes, Stephanie said. Please, Clive. Okay, okay. They entered the building and paused before the elevator. Halpert pushed the button. 
Stephanie, trying to ease the tension, remarked on the new briefcase Morgan was carrying. Well, look who's become an executive, she said. Where'd you get that, Jim? At Axton's. They're having a sale. Halpert said, Good-looking case. What did it set you back? Eleven ninety-five plus tax. The elevator door opened then, and they got on. Upstairs in the reception room, Clive Halpert hesitated, then walked down the hall to his office. Morgan lingered for a moment. I hope that dumb crack didn't upset you, Stephanie. Her cheeks pinked. Oh, it was just Clive's idea of a joke. I really didn't spend the whole lunch hour talking about you. Let's not let it spoil anything. I value our friendship too much to want us to be self-conscious with each other. It won't make me self-conscious, Jim, Stephanie said rather dryly. You're a man.